Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I am Andy. And I am Alistair George William Tremblay. Birchall. Yeah, see? Felt incomplete, didn't it? It did, it did, but that's great. Everybody's who they're supposed to be. What a way to keep people hanging. You know, ah, uh, you know, a lot of people they build up a story until you go and they they back somebody into a corner. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. what they do, cliffhangers. Mm. You know, you back somebody into a corner. You think yeah. this person's not going to be able to get out of this. Yeah, like that. And then you're going to turn the page to see what happens on the next page. Well, yes. But if I don't finish saying my name, you're going to be like, oh, is he not going to say it? And this, then this I is exactly think, the journey I went on listening to you. You're reflecting my, 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 my personal experience back to me. This is mm. what great art is. That's right. Yeah. Another, an, another thing you could do with that is you could make a really, really good film. Okay. Right? Yes. And way I you want could make to. It, you could, way, another way you could make it even better, mm-hmm. it's just like have the, whoever's doing their lines, yeah. whoever's acting in it, wait a really long time before they l- say the last line of the film. Right? Oh, that's a good idea. You know, because it's been so good up until that point, and then just like that extra little bit of mm. tension, what's going to be the last line of the film? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a... <gasps> clock. A Glock? A clock. A clock. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because what was great, because I was thinking he was going to say, frankly, my dear, I don't give a fuck. And that all that pause gave me a long time to think, they're not going to swear in this great film, are they? Yeah. That, that would be insane. And the longer it went mm-hmm. on, the more I thought maybe you were going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then you said clock, and I was like, they've subverted all my expectations. Yeah. What a great film. Yeah. I hope and life what movie that was that? Sense. Was that Monsters, Inc.? That was Monsters, Inc. Yeah. You got it in one, Andy. Yeah. Crazy how I, I mean, was able to guess that like what, that. What scenario would you find yourself in when you where you're giving somebody a clock? Because I mean, first of all, mm. I mean, look, I know people have bought clocks with our photos on them, mm. and that has been the craziest thing. Yes, they've gone to our Redbubble and they bought clocks uh, with. And, I never, and, and I just want to thank those people for being so insane. I guess I never thought I was going to get into the clock business. And it turns out it's the only business that you're in now. Yeah. I'm in the clock business. Yeah, and now you're exclusively a clock guy. Yeah. A clock and orgy guy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a big clock on my wall. Yeah. And it every and right point, now it, it says just says orgy, orgy time. Clock. Yeah. It, it says it all the way around. And <laughs> you would be amazed at um, at how many conversations it starts and ends. You know, usually conversations yeah. that go along the lines of, what time is it? It's orgy time. It's orgy time. 
And that's the end of that so conversation. So many people asking One way or another, you're and, not talking from well, that point on. But then there's, I guess, the question is why are so many people asking you the time when in your room where your clock is? Mm. And that's because you have so many orgies. <laughs> there's, there's strangers there who don't even own digital timekeeping mm-hmm. devices. <laughs> These are the kinds of people that you hang out with because you're sick. Yeah. You yeah. do that and you sell clocks. Yep. I'm, I be sick and I sell clocks. And I came here to be sick and sell clocks and I'm all out of clocks. And I'm all better. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want a clock? <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a it's a clock. <laughs> it's a clock that says all the way around from like you know, from mm. one o'clock all the way around, right? To like it, it says orgy o'clock, orgy o'clock, orgy o'clock, orgy o'clock. And then and then the like <laughs> like <laughs> at like ten o'clock, so almost all the way around it says, Time to reconsider this clock purchase. <laughs> And then at 11 says, you want to buy a clock? And you try to sell the person reading the clock, the clock. <laughs> sure. That's, that's I'm looking a... to move on, a, 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 a move on a clock. It's pretty funny for the first nine hours. So wait, so, but then in that scenario, your, your clock is in someone else's house because or else you're just, or, or are you selling somebody who's looking at your clock from within your house, the clock? No, what it is, is it's, in this scenario, it was me looking at the clock and I bought a clock that I thought it was funny to have orgy o'clock on every single time. But after I'd looked at it for nine hours, mm. I was starting to be like, hang on, I've made a terrible decision. Oh, here. this is, okay, that was you, yeah. it wasn't actually written on the clock. No, it was. Oh. It was written on the clock. Okay. It was a weird thing that didn't quite make sense. Yeah, okay, that's cool. I mean, that would be crazy if you could... Write things on clocks with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, depending on how bored you are. Yeah. Is that a cool product we can come up with? <laughs> I a mean, clock that you can write things on with your eyes when you're bored? Depending on how bored you are? Yeah. Yes, You Alison. can change the numbers and stuff like that. It's this got computer vision. It's got to be one of, the, one of the coolest products there is. Well, you're in the clock business now. I am. Yeah, I'm a purveyor. Yeah, and so you got to... You gotta, Find new directions to take clocks. Mm. Look, I don't know if I can write any of this down. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think you can. I mean, I think my idea about a clock that uh, you think is funny for the first little while, and then mm. you decide to buy another clock. Oh no! But I think you know? I just can't even consider the the idea of looking at a clock for nine hours. Mm, okay, if that's the reason you want to give for not writing this idea down. So wait, your so, inability to consider the like, no. But so what the sketch is? The person's sketches. Okay, he's just looking at, at the clock, and he's going one o'clock. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it says orgy time. Yeah, right there. Yeah, and then he's like him. You know, time passes. You see the, you know, the leaves brown or whatever. Like <laughs> he says two o'clock, and he goes. <laughs> 
orgy time. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Was, again, there's another yeah, passage yeah, of time. Right, you can we'll sort of see pages fly off fly a calendar off, yeah, on the wall. And he it looks at, three o'clock. He points to his time. friend. He says, "Look at that. Look at that. Like that. Orgy time." And then, and then there's like, then he goes, then you just see like on on the ta- on the counter, there's this plate <laughs> of cold cuts, and you see them dry and shrivel. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah. Mold forms on them, and then that mold withers and dies, and then it's mm. just the bones that are left, and they turn to of dust. The cold cuts. Yeah. Yeah. He looks back at the clock. clock four. <laughs> Clock. Orgy time. Orgy, orgy o'clock. Orgy time. Yeah. And then anyway, he laughs. Yeah. And that happens for nine hours. Alistair. And then at ten o'clock, it says, "I'm not sure I'm finding this as funny." <laughs> it says it's time time to reconsider this clock oh, purchase. Time to reconsider this time. Okay. I'm Alistair, it down. you really turned that into something that I was enjoying a lot. Yeah. Now I don't know if the, any of the orgy stuff even needs to stay in there, but any. Uh, I, and I haven't seen this done as a joke, so I think it's really good. A thing where, like, your passage of time montage markers are flawed, you know? Out the window, the fashions are changing on the wind- <laughs> on the yeah. mannequins in the shop across the road. Yeah. Y- young people are becoming old people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, old, the kids that were playing with the hoops and stick outside yep. and uh, suddenly, you know, by 5 o'clock are... Walking in frames. And yeah. Civilizations rise and fall. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, you know, a, a pot on the in, under the sink fills up with water because from the drips. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I think that would be the funniest one of all. The, yeah. Oh, I had, you see, I, I had agreed with it without properly hearing uh, what it was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Um, um, Andy, does it does it bother you that you're blonde? Um, really interesting question. Mm. I mean, I find it fascinating. Yeah, I've always hoped that someone would ask me this. Yeah, great. In fact, I'd, I've always hoped that any anyone will ask me anything about myself and my opinion of me. Yeah, because it's a great opportunity to talk about me. Do you worry that people will think that you're dumb because of your blondness? That's not a thing that I, I've I've uh, felt or encountered. No. Yeah, great. Um, what? I have thought is sometimes it would be nice to mm. have a pretty normal coloured head. Because you don't see a lot of blonde men, do no, you? No, you don't. And I am one. Yeah, you're but, like, like so blonde. Super blonde. And yeah, I think uh, I I do feel that, oh, I certainly did feel like around the teenage years yeah. that I was like, I wish I just had just a brown head. Yeah. You know, but now it's kind brown. of like it's iconic. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I think you could um, walk you could into a barber's and they would mm. they would know straight away what hair color you have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Are, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's it's spot on. Do you have to go to like a special type of barber, barber who, or haircutter? Or yeah. Like well, I do because um, a lot of the time I'll go into a barber and they'll mistake me for somebody else who's in the middle of some sort of other thing where, like, they, oh, we must be in the middle of bleaching your hair so that we can, you know, mm. um, colour it all fancy colours because yeah. there's no other reason why your hair would be that colour. Weird that you're just coming into the shop now when you're in the middle of the the, the procedure. Thing. I must have blacked out or something, and you know, and, and you must have gone to get help. You. And they scold you for, like, for leaving yeah. while they were doing Yeah, work. they said it's really unprofessional. Yeah, right. And then they they, scald me with some boiling water to try and teach me a lesson in some sort of Pavlovian, you know. Yeah, so that every time you go to get your hair cut, Mm. your skin breaks out in burns. Mm. (laughs) 
and that's my life. Yeah. That's why I wish I had a different colour hair. Is there, is there anything in this, Alistair? Mm-hmm. Uh, a Pavlovian response sort of thing, you know. Yep. Every time uh, you ring a small bell, a dog salivates. Mm. But you've trained somebody to do something else every time a dog salivates. Well, that's fun. Like a like a Rube Goldberg machine, so it is. Mm. But like a Pavlovian one. Yeah. A Pavlov's Goldberg machine. Yeah. Who's Rube? Is Rube a guy or is that Rube, he sounds like an idiot, doesn't he? <laughs> There's a fucking Rube Goldberg machine mm. over here. I want one of those smart Clever Alec. person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So every time. So you got your ring a triangle. Is that what it is? Yeah, a bell. Or... A bell. I never pictured it as a bell. I always pictured it as a bell. See, I never pictured it as a bell, even though they've probably been saying bells all this time. Mm. You don't ring a bell for dinner. You mm. ring a triangle. That is not the case at all. No Come one has ever and rung get it. it. Ding 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 ding. This ding, is ding. not. No, no. I think I think the iconic dinner ringing thing is a triangle. The iconic the iconic thing to ding to bring them in <laughs> is <laughs> for dinner. The bell. The dinner the din- bell. You ring the dinner bell to bring them in That's for din. <laughs> Gee, you're making a din, ringing that thing to bring us in for din. Yeah, um, where have you thing. been? Um, it's a bell. It's definitely a bell. And you obviously have just dined with a lot of people who are in the percussion section of some sort of philharmonic orchestra. Yeah, and then right before bed, obviously you play, uh, you know, like, a, like you play a couple of timpanis and then a, like a, a vibraphone. Yeah. Obviously a vibraphone. Obviously a vibraphone. What is a vibraphone? It's like a marimba, but I think it's metal instead of wood. Ah. What does it sound like? It sounds like a good philharmonic orchestra. That was the rock rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, vibraphony. I believe it's pronounced. Like there was something else. There was there's something else that was was tickling my brain about the Pavlov mm. Pavlovian response to um, ringing a bell, getting a dog to salivate. I mean, <laughs> what it, what else is there? Like like like. I guess you could you could get a like a, a dentist assistant to suck out the saliva yeah. out of the dog's mouth. Yeah, I guess that is something that you could do. I mean, it's a great way to get free saliva, isn't it? <laughs> free dog saliva. Just bell ringing. You don't have to feed the dog anymore. Now we just get the saliva. All you the saliva you saliva want. for free. <laughs> All the dog saliva you want. And then, that's, I mean, that's a funny idea that Pavlov was ringing the bell to get free dog saliva. <laughs> and then he could, that was all, he could, then he could just... That's Just, all profit. That's all profit. That's all the dog. Then all the dog saliva he could drink. I mean, in terms of the useful liquids, mm. I reckon saliva, like, like outside of the mouth, mm. the dog saliva has no value. Inside of the mouth, yes, too dark to too read. Dark to read. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's got to be a use for it somewhere outside mm. of the mouth, the dog's mouth. Or outside of the human mouth, is there a use for it? It can it can could it help us break down some things? Yeah. Um, well, isn't it true that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth? It. 
these days it just a lot of these things as soon as they feel a little bit wrong because there's been so many things that I've thought were true yes and that I believed were true for a mm -hmm. long time mm -hmm. because they sounded so novel and I guess what was so amazing f about them is that they also sounded really untrue is that like a version of a meme like it's just like a a fake fact mm. that is so that grabs your attention like that and you're like I gotta tell somebody this. Yeah, common misconceptions, but it's also like not just a misconception because it's like something that people are actively telling each other because it's interesting mm. because it seems like something that wouldn't be true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why it seems like something that wouldn't be true is because it's probably not true. Yeah, well, that's a, one of the great ways to get things that seem like they wouldn't be true. Mm. One of the one of the richest sources of things that seem like they wouldn't be true is in the realm of falsehood. That's right. There are so many things that aren't true that seem like they wouldn't be true. Mm. But then I still think there are only some a subset of those things that then make you want to go and tell somebody else. Yes. Right? And I think you've got a dirty mouth is one of them. That your no. mouth is dirtier than a dog's mouth. Yeah. So not only is your phone dirtier than a dog's mouth, but your own mouth is dirtier than a dog's mouth. What, a phone is dirtier than a dog's mouth? A phone is apparently dirtier than a toilet. Right. Really? That's what they say. But that could be untrue, Andy. They could have been gone. Yeah, again. It could have been pulled out of that, that deep well of things that well, are untrue. Because in what way? And also, they never say which bit of the toilet, do they? Because they say toilet, mm. and that makes you think... In the bowl where the poo goes. Yeah, and there's poo in there. And there's poo in there. That's what I think. Every time I think toilet, I think toilet with poo in it. Mm. That's the iconic toilet, right? I mean, really, a toilet is just a sort of a, a thoroughfare for, for poo. But but probably they're doing their sample. They're, you know, they're daubing. Also, toilets can be really filthy. So you're comparing somebody's phone to a toilet but yeah. you're obviously comparing a dirty toilet, a dirty phone, to mm -hmm. a clean toilet. Sure. Maybe. I mean, maybe they're comparing a dirty toilet to a really dirty phone or a phone in a toilet. Right. <laughs> and the, to the phone is still dirtier than the toilet. Well, it's got all those extra germs that weren't in the toilet beforehand from could, your hands. Could you... Is this a sketch, Alistair? Yeah. Somebody says... Somebody said, somebody's just come back from cleaning a toilet, mm -hmm. right? They, you know, they're just washing their hands. You hear them flush and put the thing, the brush back in the brush holder. Mm. And they come out and say, I had an amazing fact the other day. You've, apparently your phone is dirtier than the toilet. And then you see the other person is on their phone mm. and there's just human feces covering the phone and bits of toilet paper, right, like that. And they say... Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't. I reckon that's. I don't think that's true. You know, some well-written line like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Look, I think there's something in that. There's something in that, and it, it feels like too uh, too stupid a um, a thing to say. Yeah. But but then I don't know. Maybe it could be a something that escalates as a as a recurring sketch. Sure. Know? Um, then he goes, oh, and did you know that a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's mouth? A human's mouth. And, and then said, the oh, guy's... The, the mouth the, is just full of shit. Full of shit, dog <laughs> shit, 
<laughs> you can tell that it's dog shit. You can tell because he's because he's because he's he's got the bag, the dog he's, shit bag. He's, that he's squeezing it out of. He's cut the corner off like as he's doing piping. Yeah, on a, he's piping on it a into his own birthday cake, and he's piping it in there. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm not sure if I believe that." Wow! Like that. Wow! I mean, I mean, I, is that a sketch? Yes. I think maybe this can all. This this could all be linked to this thing, which is talking about this source of things that sound untrue, mm. but maybe are true, right? Because those are the things that we really want to believe. Because those are great units of telling people things. Mm. Because oh, yeah. what's beautiful—that's a conversational gold nugget. Exactly. Because then you you can bring it to people, and you can cause amazement by going. So let's say I was to say to you, "Did you know frogs?" can live through being frozen and then thrown into a fire and then thrown at a wall. And if that won't actually hurt a frog. I mean, that one seems too untrue. It does. But, but, but like, if you said you can freeze a frog mm-hmm. and then throw it in a fire and its body defrosts in such a way that the frog will jump out of the fire and continue to live, mm. that's almost within the realm of, like, or, like, even if you said it's a particular type of frog, mm. you know, because now you're really into, like, exactly. oh, it's the details. Mm. Oh. oh, the detail that it is a particular type. Oh, Oh, yeah. yes, what a fascinating detail. It can get out of there yeah. and it can be fine like that. And you go, oh, that sounds untrue. It's amazing that it is true. Do you think that all these facts come from, like, an institute somewhere where people sit around thinking of things that would be amazing if they're true and then testing them to find out if they're true. Absolutely. So they do this with a frog and they're like, no, nah, that one wasn't true. Mm. It's such a great way to do science that, like, <laughs> it starts from pure speculation. Mm. You know, and this is how Einstein did his stuff. You know, Just when he did came up with the theory of relativity, there was no way to test that. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the accuracy in our measurement techniques. We mm. didn't have the clocks, you know, the... <laughs> the, the orgy or- clocks, the, orgy. the atomic orgy clocks that you can put in. <laughs> it's an atomic clock. Yeah, it's accurate to within one billionth of a billionth of a billionth of a second. Mm-hmm. But it always just says orgy o'clock. It's orgy But it time. is changing. Yeah. But it is always saying orgy. O'clock. Just a flashing orgy time. Orgy yeah. time. But orgy. Time. It flashes so accurately. Absolutely. Very fast. Every mm-hmm. every one point zero 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 zero. Anyway, Einstein, it looks like it's always on, but it is flashing. Einstein said that, right? And there was no way we could test it. And it's the same with these frog ideas. You you can just say stuff and then you you can't test it right now because you don't have the frog and you don't have a fire. But later on when you've got the technology and you can do that, it's great. Mm. You, 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 You lock it in and then it's a fact and you get a Nobel Prize for dog, for frog tests. I mean, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter whether or not the idea is that your idea is spreading, right? Yeah. And these people are talking about this great pool of things that s- sound untrue mm. that people are being told are true. Mm. And and you have access to it and it's it's the whole thing uh, sort of well of things that are untrue. Mm. And you like you can just pick them and find the ones that people will believe. 
are true but aren't true. But there is a – and that's, that's fine and that is enough, right, yeah. without the testing and all that sort of thing. But there is a, fra- a way of framing this idea mm. wherein there is this institute where people um, are, are, are coming up with this, these ideas and it's their idea at the institute maybe that they will test them, Right. But mm. because of maybe the and, – and, and it's ridiculous. You know, it's already, already, hopefully, if we frame it right, comedy to suggest that these people would test these things at all because they sound so mm-hmm. silly. Yeah. But then there is, uh, you know, there is another layer in there wherein the characters, one of them is a blabbermouth or one of them, you know, to get research funding, they've got to contact the media and tell them that they're looking into these things and things always get blown out of proportion. And then they mm. come in the next morning and they're like, oh, it turns out it wasn't true. And it, by then it's too late. Word has got out and it's, a, you know, it's a, it's a viral yeah. story and it's on the project. And uh, they're like, oh, well, that's another, another falsehood yeah. that made it out into the wild. Apologies, but, you mm. know, that's more attention to our institute and more funding that will come to us. And yeah. Like that. yeah. That's something. Um, I guess, and, and these little lies, they mm. are like cane toads in the way that they spread around. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how do you counteract them? How do you try and fight that kind of thing? I think mm. you could try and release a virus that will kill anybody who thinks that idea. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, what's good about new ones mm. is that no one's had time to sort of write like a this isn't true kind of thing like that. Yes. So, so if you... What's good about the reason why you would keep making new ones if you were making ones yes. that are fake and you just wanted to spread it for some reason um, is that you could say it to somebody and then they go, well, look it up. You can say, look it up. And then they'll look it up at first and nothing will come up. There won't up. be anything there. We're like, say they're suppressing it. <laughs> and then it's just too hard. It's just too hard to look to look any further than if like Google doesn't give you like... It doesn't show up straight away. Mm. Yeah. Put one of the words... If one of the words in there is something that's hard to spell, mm. right? People will be like, oh, I probably spelled it wrong or something like that. And then they'll, you know, they don't want to look like an idiot. So they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Like the name of a German sausage? Yeah. 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 Brat. Brat. Wiser. Listen. Brat. Wiser. Listen. Yeah. Brat. Wise. Listen. Do you think German's hard? It seems. It seems more. Com- it seems dirtier. Dirtier. Yeah. yeah you reckon it's a seems, dirty language? It's like, it's like it seems yeah. unclean. Yeah. It just seems kind of like much more. Um, I know we have some listeners who speak German, and and I don't mean that in any mm-hmm, way as an mm-hmm. offense to the language. I'm 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 trying to say that as an mm-hmm. offense to the people who speak German. the language. Yeah, the language. <laughs> I don't want you to think this is about the language you speak. No, no. Um, no but it just it's 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 just a rough English, isn't it? Mm. And it's weird that because English English kind of broke off from German of some sort, you know. Yeah. Germanic language, uh, right? Uh huh. Um, and but it's amazing that you would get something kind of better and cleaner, you know, with shorter, more sort of energy efficient words. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it is like it is a rough version of a language that you have not sanded mm. the edges. Like if you were making the language out of wood, yeah, this would be just when you'd cut it all and sort of nailed it together on your, uh, you know, you cut it on your circular saw. You don't have a very fine tooth blade. Yeah. You know, nail it all together. I think it's more right. rustic. Yeah, it's pretty rustic. You haven't gone around with the with a with a belt sander and a router and mm. taken the edges off and that sort of thing and made it something that's comfortable to hold in your hand. Like it does feel like a language where talking it. Yeah. Could cause your mouth to bleed. <laughs> 
And yeah, absolutely. Like and the words have still got splinters. Which is why you kind of got to clog up a lot of the holes in your mouth with sausage. Yes, that's right. You know, you got to. Cl- that's why you put cheese in your kransky so that it comes mm-hmm. out, and then that mm-hmm. fills in the gaps in your mouth. Yes, I think there are absolutely. They've got to be foods that are um, are good for that kind of thing. Mm. You know, Porridge? protective coating on your mouth to stop harsh syllables mm-hmm. from you know tearing into your soft flesh and it's very soft in there it's quite soft yeah it's i mean you know some would rival tissue paper mm. um like what's you know that back that soft palate mm. i mean they don't call it soft for anything no 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 is that just is that all that stands between sort of mouth and nose i think it could be yeah i you think know? it's our first last and only di- line of defense between I mean, the worst snot of the of the winter uh hole yeah, and and I reckon a, a corn chip, you know, eaten very incorrectly, could cut right through that. I think there's a good chance. Yeah, we're really playing with fire with those corn chips, aren't they? Mm, especially aren't spicy we? corn chips. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the corn chip is the food that comes the closest to being a knife? Hmm. I mean, there's the shell of the oyster. I mean, but you don't let that you, all the you way. Don't, in. You don't really eat that. You don't really crunch yeah. that up. That's true. But you do step on it sometimes when you're on a beach or something like that, and that really cuts up your foot. But that's not your, again, again that's not, that's not quite, stepping isn't eating. I see what you're trying to help there, uh, you mm. know, and, and I, I, I say, you know, you could continue down this line of inquiry and say, well, what about knives, you mm. know? You yeah, know, I guess they're you kind put, of a bit more like a knife bar, but then you don't really eat. But chew people, on the knife. but people do, you know, people sometimes. do stab you sometimes in yeah, the face. But then also people s- suck stuff off of a knife. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I lick a knife occasionally. No, I've licked a knife. I've been known to lick a few knives. Yeah, when you lick a knife that you think is a little bit sharp, you're always careful to sort of lick in the direction so you're licking across, like sort of away across the blade, yeah. then like not towards the blade. You're yeah. like, they tell you not to lick a knife, but yeah. then you get to our age as a man and you start to think, well, I know now. I sort of, mm. I'm a bit more mature. I, I, I can lick a knife. Yeah. I think I know how to safely lick a knife. Yeah, don't worry. I can lick, yeah, I know how to use this tongue. Yeah. Around, around. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, okay? I'm going to be yeah. all right. I licked a few sharp things. Yeah, you can, and you can lick broken glass. Yeah, oh, You just got to know the direction to lick the broken glass. <laughs> they say glass. not to lick broken glass, but sometimes there's something yummy on the broken glass. <laughs> Ah, kids, you don't lick the broken glass, but Daddy can lick the broken glass. Yeah, like a like if you've if you were trying to open up a wine bottle yeah. and you didn't have a corkscrew mm-hmm. and you just kind of broke the top mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. like that, and then you drunk most of the wine yeah. out of the out of the sort of broken neck, but then there was still some drops left. Drops. Sort of on and the, you don't on want those shows. to go to waste. Yeah, yeah. You can still lick those, but you as long as you're go- licking in the right direction, mm-hmm. don't. Don't lick along the the sort of hard cut edge. Yeah. You you lick with you lick with the mm-hmm. edge. Mm-hmm. You take the precautions. You yeah. take sensible precautions because you're an adult and you're in charge. Mm. You know, like I put stuff in the toaster. I stick knives and stuff in the toaster. <laughs> yeah, and you tell the and kids you, never yeah. do it. Of course, never, never, do, never do that. Do it. But it's yeah, so like, dangerous. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've unplugged the toaster, or at least I've unplugged one of the plugs in this power board that I'm pretty sure is the toaster. But you don't. Ha- that's like that's a not a necessary precaution. You can. Oh no! You exactly. can stick the knife in and not touch any metal. Bits. I won't. I'm an. I. I'm. I'm going in there to get the toast that's yeah. wedged and in there. And if you touch a metal bit, you just don't break it. That's right. And I'm wearing rubber shoes. Yeah. I think it's some sort of rubber. 
right? I'm at least it's wearing not very wet. Socks. I don't think, yes, which has got to be an insulator. Yeah. Okay. They don't use cotton to conduct electricity. What I'm saying is that the reason why man has created law mm. is so those are the laws that you know that you mostly have to follow. Yes. Anything but that, the the rules kind of don't apply to you as an adult. Yes. You yes. know. And that includes the things that your loved ones tell you not to do. Mm-hmm. For your own for benefit your own s- and because benefit they don't want to be sad when you die. Yeah, no. that kind of yeah, doesn't really sure. apply to you anymore. But no. you you could argue with them, but you don't need to because that's not a law you need to follow. You just you agree, you go you agree and then you do it anyway. There is also, I'm pretty sure, an implicit agreement that once like as you age as a man people stop telling you that as well mm. they stop saying don't put anything in the toaster like nobody's told me don't stick a knife in the toaster yeah. for ages and i think what that is is sort of and i don't mean to be negative mm. and i'm very happy and my life is great mm. but i think it is also an acknowledgement from everyone around being like it's it's now not such a big deal if you do die yeah that's right you know it's i'm now in the phase of life where it's actually like no longer a tragedy yeah if anything it could lighten the world yeah of its burden Ah, we'll skip around you know yeah so is there was there a sketch in i think i think i think there is in uh, in the things and like it could be this right it could be it could be a a an older man in your life sitting you down to explain look we told you you can't put stuff in the toaster And, and Sorry, I just made a disgusting noise. Um, this this is the kind of guy who would who would say that he'd make he'd burp like that. It would be gross. He'd say, "We told you you can't put stuff in the toaster, but um, you're a man now, mm. and you know what you're doing. Yeah, so it's fine. Mm. You know, you, that's for kids. You know, we say that for the kids, but you're a mm. man, and you're experienced. It's like." Speed limits in the car. Hmm. If you're sure there's no cops around, you can break those. Yeah. Because you know what you're doing. You're 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 quick. You're smart. You're alert. You're in control of the vehicle. Hmm. So you can, yeah, you can bend those rules. It's like having sort of long, protruding, sharp nails sticking out of woodwork. Mm. in your house at about eye height. Yes. Right? Exactly. Sure, if you have kids in the in the house or whatever, you know, you got to keep them away from that part. <laughs> right? But or you got to tell them to stay away you from that. You got to tell them to stay away. But if it's your own house and you're and living And it's your in, own hi- eye height. Yeah, you know, you feel free to leave nails sticking out or or hang barbed wire mm. up, you know, mm. around eye house. And eye and height. and feel free to drop sort of slippery stuff on the ground and not clean it up, mm. right? Dog saliva or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, and I think, I mean, this could simply be like just uh, like a YouTube kind of listicle video It mm. says rules that no longer apply to you now that you're an adult. Yes. You know, and then, you know, lick knives all you want. Yeah. Right? Run with scissors. Yes. You know, um, eat and drink whilst in the pool. You don't have to wear a life-saving jacket when you go boating. You don't. <laughs> because you're in control and you know what you're doing on the boat and you've looked at the weather and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Don't 
don't do up the clip on your helmet when you're riding your bike. Oh. <laughs> and is... don't hold on to the handlebars. Yes. Both of those things are society holding you down and probably costing you time as well, mm. which is valuable as you get And old. when you don't do that, you life hold society down. Correct, which is, which is the right thing to do. <laughs> you hold society down and you tell it who's boss. You say, society. Yeah. It's important for Look society to know who the boss is. Yes. Even if you have no real power, you have the power to lick a knife. And that's the thing is that that's, that's kind of what it's also an expression of. Mm, freedom. It's freedom and that mm-hmm. nobody can tell you what not to do mm-hmm. except for the government and the police and your boss and your landlord. And the bank. I think I think a, a a restaurant in which you know they relaxed those kinds of rules. It was mm. explicitly relaxed that you could lick lick knives and that sort of thing. Yeah, and also It'd like you good. know those nice safe space. You know for those that kind hot of thing? sizzle plates that they bring out. Mm-hmm. Oh, can, and they say careful, don't touch careful those. Don't touch, normally, you can touch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally up to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. You can touch these, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> They're really hot. You can touch them. Because <laughs> you definitely want to once they tell you that you can't touch them. Like, yeah. I wonder. And also, but also, I do wonder whenever I have a sizzling plate like that, and I eat out quite a lot, and I, when I do, I get stuff that's pretty sizzling. Yeah. I'm always kind of like, I wonder if I could touch it now. Mm. Well, Andy, I want you to know that... Uh, no, sorry, not Andy, but the listeners. I want you to know that Andy then was role-playing about a time for when he could afford to go out and have sizzling plates. And that was what we call a riff, yeah, where people right. can joke around oh, and good. say things it's, that are not true. It's, it's, it's important to reestablish the fundamental truth of this podcast, which is that Andy is not doing well financially. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but and, uh, just because I think people probably... If they didn't know the the, the deeper truth of, of mm. your your financial troubles, yeah. and your mortgage and yeah. things like that, Thanks. and the bad decisions that you've made, um, and continue to make, <laughs> thank you, thank you, um, <laughs> that they wouldn't have realized how funny it was when you said, "I go out all the time and eat sizzling plates yeah. of food." Yeah, Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, bar out. Yeah. So, like bats. Would you? Would you? Sorry. No, that's okay. No, but would you? Would you ever at the restaurant say, "Can I touch it yet?" You know, put your mm. hand up and say, oh, "Hey, you said I couldn't touch this at the start, but I'm just wondering if I can touch it now." You know? Oh, I just want to clarify: Is yeah. this ready to touch? I yet? wonder if somebody could, could would come and check for you. Yeah. Or do you you got someone who can check? You mm. have no way of monitoring this at all. Mm. I mean, it would be good if they had like a rod. You know, like they have that rod that they stick inside the meat, and it can mm. tell you like. If it's sort of 32 or whatever degrees inside. Yeah, 32-degree meat. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's a thing that you... Like it's on just your a, plate? Like the meat on your plate that well, they no, serve that, to when you? When they're cooking it. When so that's when it. you're cooking meat... It's one of those 32-degree steaks. Yeah. They cook it at 32... Deg- at room temperature? Body temperature. Body temperature? <laughs> yeah, Does he, meat cook at body temperature? Don't oh, think. No, no. I think, I think the idea is that you... Because you know, if you if you don't overcook chicken, mm. it's unbelievably tender and delicious. Mm. But you just have to get it over that one that degree thing that it needs to get at right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, because if you do be undercook it, degrees. it's poisonous and deadly. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of a problem in Europe, where um, 
where some of those that that, that uh, those diseases are more pre- prevalent. Right. Um, what's the one that's the classic raw chicken one there? Salmonella. Salmonella. Is yeah. that more prominent in Europe? Yeah, I think we don't have as much problem with eggs right. and chicken over here. Yeah. Uh, but over there, it's, I think it's it's a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you also know why it's a big it's a bigger problem? The why it's a problem with chicken and rather than like beef and things like that? Because I think apparently they machine they machine chop chickens, and there's more chance that the machine will pierce organs. Yes. And then get some of the disease from in the organs, get in the meat. I think it's something right. like that. The bowel, the cloaca of the, the chicken, the, the official orifice of the Two in the Think Tank podcast, mm-hmm. is, is it's an efficient um, – hey, look, it's a great system if you don't mess with it. But if you go come into that chicken with rotating mechanical knives, mm-hmm. we can't – we offer no more guarantees, it's, okay? It's essentially like a car wash in there, like in like one of those – Mechanical car washes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But instead of like little dangly things on yeah. there, it's just a bunch of butter knives. Butter like knives, that. and they. And that's how I mean. That's how you can laying do it. into the chicken. Yeah. Um. I was talking with my friend Michael recently, and he made me. He reminded me of something that I, I didn't know, I, I was aware of, but I'd forgotten to think about. Right. Mm. Is that the way that your body, you know, you got the, your mouth, right? This is, this is a great. Um, facts in your life, things that you know but you've forgotten to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to kind of cycle through well, your thoughts? The body, the the mind is like a lake. Yeah. Right. Have I told you my lake theory of my not my lake my my lake your lake theory of mind my my lake model of mind yeah right tell me is the that, lake model is that you are looking down at this lake from above right right. But it's a deep lake, and the lake is the mind. It's like a crater. It's like one of those crater lakes that they have up in northern Queensland, right? Yeah, cool. And and uh, the thoughts that you, that enter your mind are the things that float up to the lake, like a leaf to the surface that comes up to the surface. Yeah, like that. Or... and you go, oh yeah, that's right, that leaf, like that, right? <laughs> I forgot about that leaf, like that, right? And then back in with the cycle of just the mind and whatever, it just mm. kind of sinks back down, and then yeah. goes into the darkness, and you don't see it anymore. But it's still in there. Yeah. It's just in there, right? And at some point, an otter comes up or something like that. Mm. And you go, otters, fuck yeah. Yeah, great. Like that. And then it goes or whatever. And then... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then the mind, and then so that's why these days when I'm like, I, when I think of something, I go, you know, like, don't forget your past. And I go, I better go do something with my past right now because this this past thought might not come back, float back to the top of my mind again before right. I, I need to leave. So wh- while it's while it's on the surface, you got to grab that stuff while it's on the you surface. You got to take yeah, take advantage. You see something on the surface of your mind, lake. You've got to interact with it. If if, if you if you want to do anything with that mm. that stuff on the surface at any point ever, yeah, you do something with it when it floats up to the surface because you're not diving into that lake. There is no diving in There's this. There's no lake. diving. This is you're dangling above. Yeah, I don't know. You you might be tied from a very high tree. You're about a foot and a half above the lake, dangling mm-hmm. horizontally, mm-hmm. and you can move around the lake to get the diff- reach the different things that float up in different regions yeah. of the lake. 
but you're not going to be able to plunge your hands down into the lake or, God forbid, dive into the lake. Can't really. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, he reminded me that I knew, that, but that I'd forgotten to think about, that you got your mouth, and that starts, that's the beginning of a tube. Yes. Right? It's a tube that goes into your throat. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down into your, you know, esophagus and all yeah. that. Then it goes down into your stomach. And then it's just this tube that keeps then going. Then duodenum. Then into your what? Your denim? Duodenum. Then it goes into your, like, long, short intestine or long intestine. I think, was it long first? Uh, I think it is the long, yeah. The, 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 it's the small intestine, but it's the long intestine. And then after that, you have the short intestine, but it's the large intestine. Yeah, right, because it's wider. I think, yeah. You're right. So I think. So anyway, it starts going through all those. And then you realize at no point does it ever really, is it ever really a part of you. It never gets part of the other part of the body. Right. It's just this tube on the inside of you that is separating. Like there's walls there that separate that stuff from the rest of the body. Mm. Right. And then that mush, that food that you eat, mushes mm-hmm. up. And then it kind of smears itself along the pipes. As it travels down. Yeah. But and other it, stuff it, oozes out as well from your system, like like, well, like blood and stuff oozes out. Little from... things come come up to the to the walls and they pick little things off of you know the food. They have like they have an ability to grab little things. Yeah, lipids right? and stuff. Lipids, you know, vitamins, carbs, carbs, all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah. Right? So they can cause salt, probably can yep. grab some of that. Anyway, it can grab things. I don't know exactly how it works. Mm. But basically, that stuff there as a whole can't isn't part mm-hmm. isn't allowed to just get into the rest of your body. Mm. But just you know, they take little bits and pieces. It's mm. like a it's like a platter that just sits on the table. Yeah, just you graze. It just grazes off it, and then it just keeps traveling through, and it comes out. And that stuff was never really a, in part of you. It was part of the inside part that doesn't belong to you. But some bits were, right? Like the blood cells and stuff, the dead blood cells mm-hmm. and that sort of thing that have been processed by the liver or whatever, they are excreted through the feces, right? Sure, but... So stuff that was part of your body and dead cells and things oh, do yeah. get go out in a similar way. Sure. But, but there's is, this kind of kind part of like that's like outside terrib- of you that's inside of you. Yes, correct. Mm. And it is like it's a... It's a sewer, it is a sewer. Well, it doesn't start out as a sewer. Oh. No, it, start, it just starts out as a food tube and then it turns into a sewer. Yeah. But it is like a game of Chinese whispers where you put something in at one end, right, mm. and it makes a lot of sense and it's quite good and logical, food. Mm. And then by the time it comes out of the other end, you're like, really? Yeah. Because the colon, right down mm-hmm. the, the end of the digestive system, it has no perspective on this whatsoever. From the from colon's point of view, it's like this guy eats shit. Mm. You know, he yeah. thinks that what the colon, the man, the colon is masculine. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Um, I mean, I've always thought of the colon as feminine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just me. Yeah. I guess you're more, pro- more, more progressive, progressive than yeah. you. Um, uh, it, 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 it has no idea that it came in as food. It's just like, oh, more of this stuff. You know what else I think of as feminine? I think the penis is, the penis. is, is, I was, is a female. I had a feeling you were going to say that, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think the, the vulva and the vagina is a, is a man. Really? Yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that, like the logic behind why you think that. 
explain it to me in, you know, I guess, well-constructed sentences. Well... With not too many pauses as well. Okay. I guess Sorry to put so many specifics. It's, it's okay. You know. It's no problem. It's no, like, I mean, it'll that, be easy good, for you because actually, this is a thing that you think and you've probably I think easy, thought it through. I think easy actually uh, underestimates how... Uh, easy it's going to be. Easy it's going to be for yeah. me. Wow. Um, I guess might even be easy it's very peasy. easy for me because... Uh, I picture the the vulva and the vagina speaking like this. Mm. How you doing there, buddy? Hey, come on over here, and you know what? I'll make you. I'll make you a beer, and I'll mm. and I'll uh, grind up some bones for you, and I'll sprinkle those in your eyes. <laughs> and that's a man, is it? Is that what the sort of stuff men say? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know what? Those bones. Those bones, I thought, thought, them, thought of them as feminine. That's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a thought. Hang on. Oh, God. Uh, was it about the gender of the penis? I don't think it was. doesn't matter. might come back to me. Mm. Anyway, suffice to say, it was a great thought. I was going to really uh, bring things to a real satisfying conclusion for the podcast. Um. What was it? It's so annoying. It's okay. I'm going to write down, and I know that this is not a good idea. And while, but while, Sure, sure, sure. Maybe you can start talking, and that would help get your things out. But I'm going to write down the idea of a club mm-hmm. that is the We Believe That the Penis is a Woman Club. It's yes. a feminine club. Yes. And it's just a thing that's invented just to troll MRA groups. You know what? I like this a lot. Mm. It does seem pretty fun. Mm. And yeah. then it's just finding evidence that that, mm. that justifies why. Mm. Um, you know, like, I don't know if th- this is, might be a strange thing, but mm. uh, in a f- on a flaccid penis yeah. on the tip. No. Yes, on Al. the tip where the hole is. Yes. Uh I, no, let's hope that this is relatable in some way. But it seems like the hole itself, around the hole, it almost looks like the hole itself has lips. I know what you mean, and you're right. Yeah. There is a very, very faint suggestion of some kind of like... Lips, and maybe like a line. Almost yeah. like there was like a, like, a, you know, lip liner, but like done with indentation. Mm. It's Again, it's very... My experience very faint, and you have to look quite closely and really be paying attention to be able to see this what is, you're talking about. But this the is evidence not, is there. Yeah, you won't see this if if it's just no, in, like you know, pressed up against a window yeah. and a car driving by. And we and we in this club, mm. don't worry. You know, we 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 have been looking very closely. This is this is very much you know this is the club's job, and we've looked looked into it. You know, so to speak. Mm. And yeah, don't worry, don't worry about. It. You don't have to look at it too close. Don't worry, but trust us because we've been really looking into this. Yeah, and, right uh, into it. Yeah, and we really believe what we say. Um, yeah, you know, and and and, and that stuff about and I, I about the way that the fetus forms. Any theory that you could you could make up about the way the fetus forms and whether or not the genitals start out as a female and then you know. Mm. change, but they are still essentially... Uh, well, they are of the mm. feminine... Sure. Of the feminine thing, but which is strange because the female form changes into a, 
a male, <laughs> a well, male that, organ. I like that. That is also that is also part of our club. That's not our main objective. No, that yeah. is a thing that we also know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not the main. But we don't want thesis. No, no, because well, obviously we don't research that as much because we're all men. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be weird and inappropriate. But there's reasons why. Um, in nature, there are things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, the testicles are a bit like boobs. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And I actually draw little nipples on the bottom of my my testicles. Yeah, well, mine, some grew naturally on the end of mine. I, make, I wear a little bra that cups my testes. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. wear that instead of underpants as well. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> um. And over the penis, I just wear, like, an anklet sock. Mm, okay. Yeah. I wear a boob tube halfway oh, down. That's, that, that's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, can can you write down um, a bra for the testicles? Sure. As a, as a thing? Um, can I, I write a bra, bra for the testes? Yeah, sure. Sure. I think it's a separate sketch myself, that one. Oh, really? Yeah, I would put that in as a separate right. idea. Um, because I believe it stands alone. And it's, it's this is a thing we could sell. They probably do need support of some kind. Mm. Especially with this current trend for sort of boxer shorts. You know how everyone's wearing boxer shorts? Silk boxer shorts. Silk boxer shorts at the moment. Mm. There's, nothing, there's nothing holding up the boys. I know, all this. this I mean, it's crazy that when, when that, that fad... Of late 90s silk boxer shorts thing came mm. right back in very we, quickly. We spent all the time thinking what Looney Tunes characters we could print on them and mm. none of the time thinking about the consequences for what they, you know, what lies beneath. I know. It, just, it was just so much time spent pulling silk boxer shorts out of asses. So much productivity yeah. was lost. And, and with... As soon as it got warm as well, it's not pleasant. They, like you, they, you'd think that they would be sort of air, airy, mm. but they're not. They're kind of sweaty, and it's just a real misguided time. But how else are you going to s- surround your nether regions with Bart Simpson? I don't know. Mm. There's a, a society hasn't come up with an acceptable hasn't way. Hasn't found to another do way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and that's something we've had to let go of. Yeah, or you could get your that whole area tattooed. You could. Bart, 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 and then a bra. Yeah. Which is most of the letters of Bart. That's really interesting, Alistair. Good point. We've come up with five sketch ideas, I think, right? I think you're right, Andy. Yeah. So we got three words. We had three words from a listener. From a listener. Did you know that? I knew that. Yeah, it's a thing that happens regularly on this podcast. I'm becoming familiar with the format. Well, you see what happens, Andy is that, um, and I don't mean to mansplain this to you, mm-hmm. but what happens is that uh, a, a member of our, of our Patreon who donates to our Patreon generously, kind-hearted people who give out of that kind heart, but also out of their, their generous minds. And only sometimes try and fuck with us. Uh, almost constantly. And, and uh, today's person may fall within... Uh, that category, Andy, a person okay. known as Stephen Pullbrook. Stephen, hello, Stephen. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. That's a lovely and kind thing that you do. Um, now, <clears throat> Stephen's 
words. Are you prepared for them? Uh, as I will ever be. Okay. Well, here they are, Andy. They are osmosis. Yes. Familiar with it? Osmosis. Alistair, I, I, am, I am osmosis. I smell os, spell osmosis A-U-S-M-O-S-I-S because I think it's real Aussie. Like me, Aussie. Yeah, right. Aussie Andy. Yeah, Aussie Andy. Uh, osmosis. And then second word is hypnosis. Hypnosis, right. Yeah, great. Obviously, um, hypnosis being the flow of hips from a region of high hip concentration to low hip concentration, mm-hmm. an effect that you can observe on the dance floor. Yeah, that's right. And I, and I spell hypnosis, H-Y-P-N-A-U-S-S-I-E-S. Yes. Hypnosis. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Aussie. I spell hypnosis, H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S. Uh, after the Gnostics, yeah. uh, who uh, I can't remember what they did, but they were a group of philosophers. Anyway. D- Gnosis just means to know, I think, doesn't it? Yeah, right. It wasn't, that's not related to Gnostic, agnostic. Anyway. Yeah. Who knows? And then, okay, osmosis, hypnosis, and the third word is pneumo-no-ultra-microscopic silicovolt. Kanoconiosis. Okay, so I know what that last word is, mm-hmm. and maybe you told me about it. Maybe somebody else told me about it. But that is a word that was made up by someone mm-hmm. as a real word, but to be the longest word in the English language, and it is a form of lung disease. No, wait, it's not that. It's something about. Um, volcano ash, the ash cloud from mm-hmm. the volcano, something to do with that. Yeah, it's like a form of n- pneumonia that comes from the silica particles from yes. volcanoes. Or yes, like but that. I'm pretty sure it was a manufactured word yeah, by I think some it, scientists. From my research, because when I got this, I was like, you know, I, Andy, my mouth was agog. Yeah? All, all agog. All agog. I was aghast. It was full gog yeah. from, you know, snail to tail. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, and so I had to Google it, and it seems like the, the data, the evidence, mm. suggests that it was some kind of pu- puzzle dude. Yeah. Some kind of tricky puzzle dude mm-hmm. who decided to make a long word so that, and you know what? It worked. You know what those puzzle dudes are like. Right. <laughs> but let's take this, let's take this on, its, uh, on its meaning mm-hmm. as part of the inspiration, as well as mos- osmosis, hypnosis, and... Uh, Volcano coniosis. Um, Volcano- osmosis so is the uh, is 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 the fl- liquid flowing mm. through a membrane of some kind, like right, like water flowing uh, through a cell or yeah. And what's it know? doing? Is it taking things out or is it having things? I removed? think it's just just moving because then then the other the the other one is diffusion, right? Which is other things, but osmosis I think is always water. I'm remembering back to. High school chemistry now, mm. so I could be wrong. Well, you can desalinate things using reverse osmosis. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. then again, that'll be the flow of water, won't it? Mm. You know, from somewhere to somewhere else. Yeah, great. Yeah, because you you would be you would be what? Or is it the flow of salt? Uh, I reckon. I mean, I guess it's a question of perspective, isn't it? Mm. You know? If you're if you're the membrane. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I reckon with uh, desalination, 
because you because water mm-hmm. fresh water would normally flow into uh, the salt you know to try and dilute the salt because that's the concentration gradient yep. going from the high concentration of water to the low concentration of water in the salt but you're trying to do reverse osmosis to get the water out of the salt mm. which is not the way that it wants to go yeah pressure uh, anything put a bit of pressure in there i don't know if he- pressure is going to help you Eat. you're probably going to need some kind of um electrical thing to attract the ions out of the salt really water i reckon yeah like a, like a salt magnet. positive and negative charge you know oh, just electrical like charges a nightmare it, it is it's a huge pain in the ass that's why um evaporation is such a cool thing you know the whole um water cycle and clouds yeah. and rain it's a great system they ever just yeah. do that with like couldn't you just get like a big flat bit of like concrete Yep. And just have water go over it? You could, but then how are you going to get the steam? Capture it in a uh, like upside-down umbrella. Capture it in an upside-down umbrella, right. Okay, then you're going to have to cool it down, aren't you? Yeah. You so how are you pipe. cooling down that a umbrella? With a bit of pipe. Oh, yeah. you, you got me. Yeah, well, it's just, it's basically, all you're doing is you're taking a giant, like, uh, you know, like alcohol distiller. Mm. But instead of having alcohol, now you just got water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was thinking about doing that on our magma island. I think it might. I think it. I think it works, Alistair. Watch but this. I think it might not be very energy efficient. I think it might. might Watch this, there. right? Yep. You got a magma island, right? You're building this magma island out of. Magma. What is this? An episode of Magma, our bonus podcast from the Patreon, Patreon supporters. Yeah. No, well, look. So you got magma island, right? So what you got is you got access to piped hot magma. I love it. Right. And what you do is you build this big rock. Like this big, huge rock mm-hmm. bowl type scenario. Yes. Right, but underneath the bowl, a BTS bowl pi- type scenario. You, you pipe a lot of your magma under there, so that a lot of your pipes run on there, under yeah. there, which helps cool some of the magma down, so mm-hmm. that it's a bit more workable. But you keep flowing it through, and it keeps heating up the water. So then yep. you create this big bowl. Yep. And then it creates, and then you kind of create that kind of a. Uh, you know that bulbular, but then long that that bulb thing that they have in science that is like. Big bulb, but then a long stem along it. Mm. Like that. Then on the other end, so then it's, this is all mostly rock. Yeah, it's all done with rock. It's that's the great thing about mag- the Magma Island. Yeah, it's all done with rock. We're and working then, with rock. So then that stuff will just kind of slowly evaporate like that. And then it'll go up there and eventually it'll drip down. You'll have this beautiful waterfall, mm. which will be one of the main features of this island. I think this is the problem, Alastair. Yeah. You're, you're dripping down. Thing. You're cooling. Getting it to cool down, mm. I think, is... Harder than you think, and I think that's where you need to get your energy. It's it's going to take energy to cool it down. I think. Really. I think this is why we don't do this kind of system. I don't. I think that's why we don't use it. What about if you stuff. put a couple of air holes in the side of the pipe? Oh, a couple of air, get some cooling air in there. Yeah. Well, I think then maybe your water vapor is going to escape. Well, that's okay. You can you can afford to lose a bunch because you've got so much. You got so much. Yeah, maybe it's, you're right. You know, you're just using byproduct heat. Mm-hmm. You just got to uh, you know accept that there's going to be a lot of losses. But it's free. It's free. Right? This island is free. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's not only just magma. Uh, you know, it's like you're not building this with just building blocks. You're going, you've got magma's the building blocks of building blocks. Yeah. What a great line. Yeah. Where'd you get that? I think you said it right before the podcast. Uh, that's a good one. Um, uh, I mean, that's all, that's all great logic for mm. our, um, our magma podcast. Can we do anything with hypnosis? What is hypnosis? You know, I mean, this would be a great thing for desalination, mm. right? If you could just hypnotize people into thinking that the water was desalinated. Yeah, or you know? into 
could you hypnotize the, the, the cells into sort of dealing with the salt a bit better? This is great. Yes. Why yeah. not? Because we're always trying to hypnotize the mind. But mm. what about the individual cells and, and what they do? I think we, we always try and trick the mind. Mm. Sure. But the mind has critical faculties. You know who doesn't have critical faculties? The cells. Mm-hmm. They can't. They don't know. They don't know what a lie even is. I think they'd be very easy to mislead. Mm. I think this is how viruses get in, right? Oh. They're all like tricksters. Oh, I'm one of you, or something like that. Oh, look, I'm a particle of uh, of uh, a, f- a, f- a fragment of um, you know a, a, a bacterial cell that's mm. being digested by the, uh, the thing up there. Oh, okay, let me in. I know Dave. Mm. You know, we're made up of suckers. Yeah, they are. They are all suckers. And if why can't we use that to trick them into just just use the salt for something, or you know, or like process it in some better way? Yeah, like output it. Just wouldn't it be cool if it just came out your fingers and then. So good if we could shoot crystals out or something like that. That would be the best. I mean, I guess that's a sort of what we do in a very slow way using uh, sweat. Mm. You know, but those crystals are so small. Yeah, but if but if you could shoot them, yes, like small crystals like that, and really hurt people. Mm. I mean, that would be a good defense. Could you could you have a superhero character called Salt Dog, and he just drinks heaps of salt water, and then mm. he can shoot out. Uh, salt. All he needs to do is put one hand in the ocean, and he can yes. just shoot, shoot salt. Ah, the desalinator, desalinator. It already sounds like a cool, you know. Or I guess he's the salinator, isn't he? And so, like, what, what do we we open this comic on? He's sitting outside at the picnic table outside of a fish and chip shop, mm. and then somebody says to you, "Don't you know your b- blood pressure is going to be so high if you keep eating that much salt?" He goes, "Nah." He goes, "Hey, aren't you listening to me?" Like that, and then he goes, holds their hand up to their face, and he goes, "Like that," and just this white. Like they they get sandblasted in the face, their whole f- front facade gets bur- like grinded away. Or what about he shoots a single crystal, like long pointy crystal of salt, straight into the middle of their forehead, right? It pierces their brain and goes okay. into their Makes into their brain, like that, right? And he says, "Yeah, I guess you're right. Salt is bad for your system, or some bad mm. badass thing like oh, that." That's really good. Oh. Yeah, maybe you should cut down. Mm. I keep seeing this person looking a bit like um, Frozone. Yeah, I I pictured they'd be real wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> Just because I, I reckon their system is probably a bit of a mess. Okay, great. You know, I reckon they probably used to be a sailor, <gasps> a salty sea dog sailor, and they spent so long at sea. Maybe mm. they were in some sort of shipwreck and they got all... They were they their boat floated or they were on a little dinghy floating away and it's just them right it's just them in the ocean right and they made yeah. some sort of a pact with an ocean god god that would allow them to drink uh, seawater to survive but now they have this power they were the last they're the only survivor of a shipwreck yeah and they just were drifting on this oh, mm. imagine they could get imagine if you can get all your calories from salt um you probably can. There's got to be some There's in there. There's got to be some in there. There's got to be something, you know. You know, what are you talking about? It tastes so good. It must be good for you. Exactly. Why does the body want it so much? You know what? I've, I've, I've never seen any uh, salt-based superheroes so far. And you could picture them being able to make little walls of salt and things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
or her. They'd be great in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, they'd probably be Frozone's enemy. That's true because Frozone would make the ice and, and to make you slip over and you'd lay that salt down to make yeah. the roads good for people to drive on. Which I don't, call, I don't know how that works. I don't know how the salty business works with it. What does salt do? Is it got to do, you know, how like if you put salt in water... Changes its melting boiling boiling point. Boiling, so maybe it also freezing. affects it because it suddenly it's like a, you're, mm. you're making a solution, mm. and which is no longer just pure water. Mm-hmm. So it probably has a, a higher melting point. Yeah, lower, great. Yeah. It's just just so fun to imagine what science might be when you know little bits of it. Mm. We know the bits around the edges. Yeah, yeah, oh, that checks out. No, but, I think that's good. Oh, we just need a. I mean, salty dog, salt, salt dog. The salinator. Salinator? Yeah. Is he going to be part of Faro? Faro comics? comics, the salinator, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, and his name is Sal, which I quite like as a, um, uh, a name for a guy. Sal? Yeah, You, you Sal. know some guys are called Sal? Yeah, maybe. I think I've heard that in the thing. I'm not sure what it is. Vic? Should. Salieri? Vic. Vic? Why Vic? I was, just, I was just thinking of another man's name. Oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. R- Roger? Yeah, I was thinking in um, <laughs> in The Incredibles, in the second one. You've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. You know um, Evelyn? Yeah. She, she's, she's the... Um, she's... Um, what's her name's brother? Sister? Violet? No, no, no. Not Violet. The, the oh, you're trying to not give away. Yeah, I'm trying to not give away things. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know who you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, do you think her name she was called Evelyn because her name sounds like a villain? Wow, and oh, that's interesting. Mm. Hey, if you were Brad Bird, remember we've been trying to get in touch with you. Yeah. And if you are Brad Bird, write in and let us know if. Uh, she's called Evelyn because it sounds like a villain. Yeah, just one And um, should I take us through the sketches? Yeah, I'm sorry think? that we're, we're winding down energy-wise here, but there's been some good stuff. We've had some good chats. I mean, the Salinator is a great person to pitch as Frozone's for, for Frozone's spin-off mm-hmm. where we meet his wife. Because oh, I think, think his wife a, is secretly the Salinator. Honey, I think her name is Honey. Really? Are you, are you sure he just doesn't call her honey? No, because I think other people uh, call Elastic her honey. Girl refers to her as honey. I think it's honey or sugar or something like that, but mm, probably it's not, not sugar. Because then, uh, no, she I would mean, be but a detect- what, a, what a great cover if she was actually the salinator and she was called sugar. Yeah, that would be. No one would even suspect honey? a thing. <gasps> Is there a, like a, a salt version of honey? There's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. You know something that that. Bees, kind of like you know, like like maybe the salt, salt bee. bees. The Have salt... we talked about that on the show before? I don't know. Because if not, the salt bee is a really great idea. Oh, and it would be a great idea to for, to get George. Yeah, salt his, bee. Salt bee. For his band names. Oh, the salt bee. I think it's just there's a good that it would be a perfect thing of something that sounds mm-hmm. untrue but is true but isn't true. Mm. You know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, we know it's not, but everyone else thinks it could be because we tell yeah. them that it is, and they trust us. And they make a salt honey, um, which is just yeah. like a like a syrupy, oh, like a syrupy salt. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Syrupy salt, you know, and you could dip your your unsalted chips in it. Mm-hmm. You know, God, it would be so fucking salty. <laughs> it's stressing me out thinking about it. You could just water it down and make seawater. <laughs> 
you know, make seawater in the in the in your own house mm. with salty honey. Bring the ocean to you. Bring the ocean home. Experience the joys of being shipwrecked out in the ocean mm-hmm. and being lost without S- access to free tap water. Syrup. Syrup. There you go. Yeah, that was worth it. It was. All right, here's all our, all our ideas. Uh, clock that's almost all orgy time. <laughs> See, it was a good episode. I do like this so far. Yeah. Uh, then we got the source of things that sound untrue but aren't, but actually are. Remember the thing with the s- clock that's almost all orgy time? The real joke that I liked in that was your thing about the passage of time and bad indicators of the passage of time. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's in there, you know. And but I feel also- like we should take that out and put that in something else because I'm not sure that the all orgy clock uh, is going to oh, stay Andy, like- I think... A guy who's enjoying an all orgy clock, you know that that makes it accessible to the people who who wouldn't like most of the sketches mm. that we do because they're they don't connect with their lives. But the idea of some, you know, they can but they can imagine somebody who would get a clock that sure. for at least ten hours of the day, maybe nine, says orgy time. Um, it's orgy time. Uh, do you think that? Who was the guy who made the first accurate clock? Remember the one who was in the in the book Latitude, no Longitude, about uh, you know he made he made this clock. He was the first one to make a really really accurate clock that you could mm. use for navigation, right? Yeah, right. And it allowed them to work out where they were in the world, and it was a total game changer, right? The book called Latitude by uh, Simon, what's his name, mm. um, about. About that. Mm. Fascinating guy. Wish I could remember his name. Mm. Anyway, I just love that if the first clock that he'd made had got, he put orgy time on there. Oh, oh my God. I made the first, world's first <laughs> clock. And now look at this. You can check. Oh, it looks like it might be orgy time. And, and, he, and it's so accurate that they have to use it to navigate, but we have to change totally the system of time to correspond with this. And that, you know, just time is nine. Or orgies. Yeah, nine orgy hours. And then there's a... Maybe this isn't as funny as I thought it was. Or no, it's time to rethink this orgy <laughs> yeah. time clock. And then uh, 11 o'clock is it's time to buy a new clock. Yeah, I think there's a sketch in that. Yeah? Great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look have, him up. I'm going to look up what his name great. was. And we all read these out. And we've got the source of all things that sound untrue but aren't... But are untrue. It's an, is, it's an institute. It's an institute that just finds these so that they can just spread their ideas and have an imprint on the, on the world. Um, possibly do some research to find out things like the part that Andy said that I can't remember. Now, this wasn't an idea that I think we had agreed was a good idea, but I think I love the idea that Pavlov's Pavlov's purpose for ringing that bell was to collect all the dog saliva. Mm. He's, every, everyone's really impressed by his what he's been able to prove about you know the nature of thought and instinct, but he's really just in it for the dog's life. No, yeah. look, look at this, <laughs> look at this. You just stuck yeah. that out there. Look at this, beakers and beakers of the stuff. <laughs> hey, look at this. I'm making soups and I've got. Look at this. I've I've boiled it down and it makes a thin film like glass. Right, have you seen this? Look at this. Look, look what I'm working in the in the room. This is a room made entirely out of 
saliva glass. Welcome to my saliva kingdom. This is this is the first saliva greenhouse. And everything in here is made out of saliva. Well, these plants are not saliva, but they're... I, I water them exclusively with saliva. <laughs> they love it. And look at these tomatoes. Look how these, strong they are. <laughs> look at these tomatoes. These are the world's first... Tomato salivas. Look how wrinkly they are. What a different texture. And you want to know the taste? Tastes just like dog's mouth. Anyway, uh, Harrison's <laughs> chronometer. Harrison. John Harrison was his go. name. First accurate marine clock. The chromo- cr- chronometer? Chrono- chronometer. Chronometer. And was it, was it metric? Metric time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it metric or was it was it, was it weird? Why do we do this 60-second thing? Uh, fuck knows. I think it's something to do with um, monks, ancient monks. It's just too hard to change it now, isn't it? It is too hard and it's never going to change. But surely there should be 10 hours in the day. Each hour should have 100 minutes. Each minute should be 100 seconds. It It makes so much sense. And how long would we work? Five hours? Yeah, I guess. No, no, that's half the day. You don't work half the day. You'd work, you'd work three hours. Three and a half hours. Sure. I mean, that's fine. That doesn't matter. I mean, working eight hours doesn't. It's not like it makes heaps of sense. Doesn't it? It's a third, right? Yeah, but eight. It's just a number. Yeah, right. I think maybe you'd have to put the number of hours in the day that is more easily divisible by three. Well, but then we're not making it metric, are we? What do you want? What do you want? A nine? How is this helping anybody? A hundred hours. That's not easily divisible by three. Yeah, 33.3333. <laughs> what about... He says, oh, you know, it's one of, yeah, I work a 33.33333 recurring hour a day. Yeah. You know, Labor Day, we celebrate when they brought in the 33.3333-hour day. Um. (laughs) 33.3333 hours rest, 33.3333 hours play, and 33.3333333 hours work. It's just simpler with metric time. (laughs) Are you writing this down? (laughs) Um, I, I mean, there must be other historical things that you could you could frame what it would have been like if we had metric time. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, then we got uh, rules that no, no longer apply to you now that you're an adult, like yeah. things like licking knives and putting you know metal <laughs> things in toasters yeah. and you know. Driving on the left side of the road or whatever. And not cleaning up, like, spills. Or, like, you know, having to focus on the road entirely while you're driving. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Then we got uh, the, the Penis is fen- Feminine Club. Mm. It's the club that is just put into existence to anger uh, MRA guys, but we just go around and we find examples in nature to justify <laughs> And they don't have to the be good. Is. No, no, no. Because we're in character is just... The penis is feminine. Yeah, that's, a, that's our thing. And one of the things is we don't need good quality evidence because mm. we believe it to be true. Yeah. 
I think we could just take our two engineer characters and just mm -hmm. make Twitter accounts for them <laughs> and then make a third Twitter account for the club. Yep. And then so that people attack our, our other... And it gets attention for our engineering characters yeah. who are the characters that are in our Magma upcoming show. show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, What's Magma. What's your character's name? Jerry Roberts. And is mine... Um, Martin Chrysalis. Martin Chrysalis. That's right. It was Martin last name, but we realised that we... We, we, we thought people, that might take people out of the reality. Out of the reality. Martin Chrysalis. Ah, I'm still in the reality. Yeah, I'm still in. Anyway, then we got a bra for the testicles, mm -hmm. or bra for the testes. The yes. brasticle. No, wait, the testicle bra. The ball bra. Ball bra, yeah. The brawl. The b a ball gown. Okay, this is what it is. It's little dresses mm. that you can dress up your testicles in. Oh, the ball they hang, gown. They, hang, they do <laughs> hang down like that. And they do have a kind yeah. of a form, like a, you know, a pear-like form. Yeah. So they would look quite nice in a strapless kind of evening <gasps> And it just looks thing. like a lady bending over doing, fixing her <laughs> shoes. Exactly. <laughs> a lady with a long, fleshy neck. Yeah. Well, it could be backless. Backless. Yeah. Right. Right. And then we got the uh, Salivator. The Salivator, who's going to be the new villain in the next... Um, I mean, he's in the Faro comics, but there could be a Faro Not comics. the Salivator. Oh, he's the Salinator. Salinator. Sorry. <laughs> the Salivator is the guy that Pavlov works yeah. with. Um, the Salinator, who could... We could have a crossover between the uh, Faro... Comics Extended Universe and the Incredibles Extended mm -hmm. Universe, mm -hmm. where we meet Honey and and because um, both of them are kind, both Honey and Frozone could be sort of natural born enemies to uh, the, 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 the sal salinator. salinator. Yeah. Anyway, and then we got the Salt Bee, mm -hmm. which is a new bee we've discovered. I feel like we've already come up with a Salt Bee on the show before, yeah. or we've come up with some other kind of bee. <laughs> And and then metric time is simpler. Yes, obviously, and that is a rich sketch. It's a rich sketch. Well, it's just a guy talking about and why ball it's gown. Write down ball gown. Oh yeah, gown. ball gown. Does that go with bra for testes, or is that a separate thing? I think the. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It goes with bra for testes. Well, it also goes kidding? with the the, pe the penis is feminine. Balls club. gown. Ball gown. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> I like you brought in the trumpet there at the end. Thanks. Yeah. That guy, that guy was sitting there. He wasn't playing. He was like oh, waiting for my moment to come The trumpeter sits out. He waits. The yeah. good trumpeter waits. The good trumpeter waits. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, we really do appreciate it. I am uh, on Twitter at Stupid Old Andy. And I am at Alistair TB. And, and we are at Two in Tank. And you can potentially check out the new Shusher Guided Meditations podcast, which I'm just currently promoting because I'm just launching it. Hopefully it'll be out by the time, but it should be out now. This is Alistair's new podcast, and it's very, very funny. It is a good thing for your heart and your soul. And relaxing. It's relaxing. It is relaxing. It's crazy. Silly. It's really weird to feel relaxed and for it to be hilarious, but that is those are simultaneous experiences on offer from this podcast. I'm not interested sure it's like hilarious, but it feels like it's a, it's got a good light. I funniness. shat myself laughing. Every time I listen to it. Well, I take back everything I said, Andy. Yeah. Uh, 
You can review us on iTunes if you like. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for everyone who has. And if you want to support us on Patreon, that is so good. A lot of people have jumped on board in the month of January supporting us on Patreon, and, and that is so special so, and incredible. Thank you so much to all you people. Yes. And all you, of those of you who aren't people. And all people everywhere. And thank you to all people everywhere. And for everybody As long as you're doing something to live a more environmentally responsible life. Yeah. I know it's not easy for everyone, but as long as you are in some way conscious Mm. of your impact on the world and trying to minimize that. Yeah. And even if you're not. Oh, yeah. And if you're not as well, that's also fine. And thank you. And thank you so much for just continuing to live. Yes. And we... we... Love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.